Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Network. The Navy recently conferred a Civilian Service Achievement Medal on an engineer at the Electro-Optical Technology Division of its Naval Surface Warfare Center. Philip Smith was cited for the quality of technical reviews, processes, and for maintaining that quality during the pandemic. Philip Smith joins me now. Mr. Smith, good to have you on. Hi, thanks, Tom. Good to be here. First of all, tell us what you actually do and what does the Electro-Optic Technology Division of the Naval Surface Warfare Center do? Yeah, so we are a center of excellence for full life cycle support of electro-optic technologies really throughout all the services. About 50% of our work is with the Navy, but we have a, a big chunk of work with the Army and SOCOM and a sliver that goes to the Air Force and other agencies as well. What we are primarily responsible for are really the full gamut of electro-optical systems. So that's everything from you know small weapon-mounted scopes all the way up to larger turret-type electro-optic infrared-type sensors that provide situational awareness as well as targeting capability from, again, everything from the individual soldier all the way up to full U.S. Navy combatant ships. Sure. So does that also include periscopes on submarines? So we don't do a lot of periscope work in the division. It's mostly surface Navy. And then again, with the other services as well, but we don't do a lot of subsurface stuff, so mostly surface ships, airplanes as well. So your engineering expertise then is in what exactly? So my background is I'm I'm an electronics engineer. So I graduated from the University of Wisconsin with a degree in electrical engineering. And I actually spent the first part of my career doing electronic warfare, which is primarily dealing with the electromagnetic spectrum, different part of the electromagnetic spectrum than what I work now. And what we were responsible for there was mostly RF, so radio frequency type work, working on electromagnetic spectrum management. So we would detect signals from enemy systems to be able to locate and track where they were as well as uh, trying to reduce our signatures and stuff that we're doing in the Navy as well. The last two years is where I've kind of gotten into a new role working in electro-optics, and I'm primarily responsible from kind of a systems engineering perspective. So that's uh, helping establish requirements, making sure we have sound technical processes, uh, improving technical rigor across the division. So my position title is chief engineer, but I'm primarily responsible for processes and technical rigor in the division, making sure we do work repeatedly, that we have quality outputs, and that the products that we provide to the services are of high quality. Sure, I guess that they work and also that you can sustain them over time, because sustainment, I guess, is always the chief challenge in many of these complex systems. Yeah, we do full life cycle support, so it's everything from development, technology, uh, pushing the bounds of technology, developing new sensors. We do a lot of work with the electro-optics industry to push capability, give our warfighter the advantage over their adversaries, and then we have a huge chunk of our work that is sustainment, making sure the stuff that is fielded gets fixed, it's reliable, and it works when the warfighter counts on it. And this Civilian Service Achievement Medal, did it sort of come out of the blue? No Uh, pun intended. It did, actually. (laughs) Yeah, it actually did. Um, I was uh, I was quite surprised when I won that and, and very honored. I mean, it, was, it was pretty exciting. So, you know, I wasn't expecting it. You know, I knew before the rest of the world knew, I guess. You know, I, I found out about it, but it actually wasn't much before that. So we had a small kind of, because everything with the pandemic, uh, everything is virtual. So we had kind of a, a small command ceremony in which they presented me my award. So that was cool. And then suddenly newsletters started going out and it got kind of broadcast, you know, more broadly. And after that, I had people reaching out to me from all over the place, you know, with congratulating me and stuff like that. So it was, it was pretty exciting. Very honored and humbled by it. And now you're on the radio. <laughs> Philip Smith. Is, and now I'm on the radio. Yeah. We're speaking with Philip Smith. He's chief engineer of the Electro-Optic Technology Division of the Naval Surface Warfare Center. And what attracted you to Navy military work in the first place 
coming out as a newly minted electronics engineer. I graduated actually shortly after uh, September 11th, and I actually, after that happened, you know, I think like a lot of people, I was trying to kind of understand where I could serve, and I was in the throes of getting an engineering degree, and I actually contemplated for a short while joining the Army, because my family historically has always been Army people. And then I kind of decided that I was better served getting my engineering degree and maybe helping from a technology standpoint. So I was looking to, you know, kind of look at civil service and where I could serve. And I found this little place in Indiana that I honestly never heard of before, but I'm from the Midwest. So NSWC Crane, I interviewed with them and got a job and the rest is history. So I've been there ever since. Yes, they have an east and a west coast big divisions of the Surface Warfare Center, but you don't think of Indiana as a center for naval activity, but I guess at least in some small way it is. Yeah, and uh, it's actually a pretty big facility, heavily R&D, a lot of engineering work, a lot of depot-type work, sustainment work. It actually is kind of a, a hidden gem, and there's, there's a number of warfare centers across the country, but to your point, they're pretty much all on the coasts, with the exception of Crane. Got it. And being in the Midwest, do you ever get a chance to head to the coasts and maybe see some of the technology in action and how it's actually deployed on ships and and vessels? I I definitely do. Yeah, I've been to a number of shipyards over the years. I've been underway on ships. We do a lot of installation work within the division. So once in a while, I get to go and kind of help oversee an installation on a U.S. Navy ship. I've been on test events at sea where we get to see the equipment in use and, and get to interact with the sailors. So, yeah, I've I've had the fortune of being able to travel quite a bit throughout my career. Yeah, and in this work, of course, being in Indiana and, as you say, it's a pretty large center, Crane, how did the pandemic and the telework affect the work that you were doing? For a while, it was a big adjustment because, obviously, you know, the base was concerned about the spread of the disease and wanted to social distance and make sure people stayed safe because we didn't want the pandemic kind of sweeping through the base and shutting down because the work we do is, you know, critical to making sure that we keep the warfighter equipped with the stuff that they need to do their jobs. And so the command was really proactive about making sure they implemented a lot of safety precautions to minimize transmission of COVID on base. And and part of that was certainly a telework posture. So we started off for a while where just about everybody was teleworking. And then we started working things back where a lot of people do jobs in labs and they have to be there. They have state-of-the-art, you know, test equipment and things that they have to use to do their jobs. So they kind of went back first and the base implemented a lot of safety precautions cleaning all the time. We've got hand dispensers, I think, every five feet in the building. And so we were able to kind of minimize the transmission um, or coworker transmissions of, of the virus through that means. And now we're finally getting to a point where uh, we're starting to open up a little bit more and have people go back. So me personally, I was almost exclusively teleworked for about 12 months. You know, I'd go in the office maybe one day a month if I had to you know, and then I would be home the rest of the time. And we were able to be quite successful at it. It was actually surprising to me how we were still able to get a lot of work done, still be able to communicate and make sure we got products out the door, despite, you know, 75% of the workforce being at home. It's worked out really well, actually. And as chief engineer, do you get to do plenty of engineering or is it mostly managing other engineers? It's a lot of both. I do get to get involved, not as much at the, the absolute bottom level, but I do get to get involved with other people's projects and stuff and what they're working on and get to review their work, kind of help guide them towards success. And it's honestly the most flexible. So I've been in this position for about two years. It's offered me a lot of flexibility in terms of what I kind of can get involved in. So I've had a lot of freedom to, you know, kind of dive in headfirst into, into very specific areas as well as, you know, kind of 
mentor in other areas where maybe I don't have the expertise or I'm not quite as, as specialized as, as some other working level engineers uh, in the group. So it's been a really great position, I think, honestly. And by the way, whatever happened to the HP calculator? <laughs> well, I think uh, I've still got some pretty old, uh, pretty old calculators, to be honest with you. Um, I still pull them out once in a while. All right. Philip Smith is chief engineer of the Electro-Optic Technology Division of the Naval Surface Warfare Center and recipient of a Civilian Service Achievement Medal. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Podcast One or wherever you get your shows. Still to come, House committees are spending the week working on budget bills, the normal kind. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.